You can get excited now. This morning's scripture comes from Luke chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. That same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. As they walked along, they were talking about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them, but God kept them from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? They stopped short, sadness written across their faces. Then one of them, Cleopas, replied, You must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened here in the last few days. What things? Jesus asked. The things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they said. He was a prophet who did powerful miracles, and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our leading priests and other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death, and they crucified him. We had hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. This all happened three days ago. Then some women from our group of the followers were at his tomb early this morning, and they came back with this amazing report. They said his body was missing, and they have seen angels who told them Jesus is alive. Some of our men ran out to see, and sure enough, his body was gone, just, the women, just as the women had said. Then Jesus said to them, You foolish people, you find it so hard to believe all the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. By this time, they were nearing Emmaus and the end of their journey. Jesus acted as if he were going on, but they begged him, Stay the night with us, since it's getting late. So he went home with them. As they sat down to eat, he took the bread and blessed it. Then he broke it and gave it to them. Suddenly their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And at that moment he disappeared. They said to each other, Didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? And within the hour they were on their way back to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven disciples and the others who had gathered with him, who said, The Lord has risen. He appeared to Peter. Then the two from Emmaus told their story of how Jesus had appeared to them as they were walking along the road, and how they had recognized him as he was breaking the bread. Before becoming Methodist in the denomination that we were in, we had communion any time that the preacher decided it was time to have communion. There was not a regular time to have communion. We did not have it the first Sunday of every month. And by the way, next Sunday you're not having communion. has nothing to do with my sermon today. I will be on a walk to Emmaus. This scripture has nothing to do with my walk to Emmaus. It just happened to be in the lectionary, and I believe that God places things in front of us for a reason. So I will be, I will be on a walk to Emmaus next weekend, uh, serving on the team. Brian will be preaching here, serving on this team. And uh, uh, we appreciate him filling in and, and, and taking over when, like that whenever I can't be here. David always works so well with everybody, so he's just easygoing, floats around wherever he needs to. On their walk to Emmaus, these two individuals, these two men were sad because it was still the day that they had found the tomb empty. It was still that day and they were walking, they were sad, and this man walks up and starts and joins in their conversation. Today he would have said, hey dude, what's going on? And they would look at him and say, hey bro, haven't you heard what's been happening back in the city? 
He said, what are you talking about? And they began to tell him, Jesus Christ was crucified. He had done no wrong, but he was crucified. And they buried him in a tomb. And then the ladies went to the tomb to take care of him. And he was gone. You know those ladies in their mind, their imagination, how it runs. They said they saw a bunch of angels. And the angels told them that it was okay that he had risen. They'd say, I don't know about that. I don't know about what they're saying. I'm not sure we should believe what they're saying. But two of our men, you know, the men that know everything, they ran to the tomb and said the same thing. He was empty. It was empty. Jesus began to quote them. On their journey, he began to talk to them about the scriptures, the Hebrew Bible, the scriptures that were, were leading up to everything that had happened. He said, don't you know what you've been taught? And they listened and their hearts were burning and they were, they, they were sad but they were excited because this man was talking about all these things and explaining why things were happening the way that they were. Finally they got to Emmaus and it was getting dark and, and he said that, that he was walking on and, and his friends, his new friends, new best friends said, hey, why don't you come in with us tonight? It's getting late, you need to eat, come in and stay with us. First thing that happened was Jesus was walking beside them. Do we know that Jesus walks beside us every step of our journey? Every step of the way? We may not recognize Him being there, but He's there with us every step that we take. Every aisle that we go down, every road that we go down. Jesus is there with us and He is wanting us to recognize Him, to have our eyes open to see Him. Because He's walking with us. Through the darkest valleys, from the, to, to the mountaintops, He's with us, but we don't see him. We don't recognize him. They get in, and the next thing that happened, they said, hey, friend, it's late. Won't you come in to my home? Won't you come in to my home? And Jesus stopped and stayed with them. What they had to do then was invite him in. Invite him in. In our lives, in our journeys, in our walk, in our problems, in our troubles, in the things that get into our heads, into our mind, we forget to invite him into our everyday life. And that's exactly what these two did. They invited him into their everyday life. We get so busy on, on, on our journey, on our road, we get so busy with work, we get so busy with friends and family and having a good time that we forget to invite Jesus in to those special times in our lives in everyday life. We would say, we'll see you later, new friend. We'll see you later. And we go in and we close the door to our lives. We close the door to our lives. God is calling us to open the door to our lives to Jesus Christ. To open the door to our lives to know the power that God has to give to us. To open the door to our lives that know that every dark secret that is within our hearts, that we reveal those to God and He will take away those dark secrets and He'll take them And wash them away because his blood did just that. His blood did just that. Then Jesus 
or this man, this friend, sat down at the table. And he broke bread. He broke bread. When they were so accustomed to being with Jesus and eating with Jesus and fellowshipping with Jesus and being at the table with Jesus, the moment he broke the bread and blessed it, their eyes were opened. They saw Jesus. They saw Jesus. When was the last time we broke bread with Jesus? When was the last time that we broke bread with our Lord and our Savior and our God? When was the last time that we sat down in a calmness and an assurance that we broke that bread and we received His assurance and His presence within us? Blessed assurance. That assurance can only come when we break bread with Jesus. That that assurance can only come when we open the doors and into our hearts, into our homes, and let him in. That assurance can only come when we open the doors to the church and we let Jesus come in and fill each one of us. The Holy Spirit has given each one of us the power that we can use to take the message of Christ, the message of the cross, outside of these doors and outside of these walls, but it must start first within us. Where do we get the assurance that we can take the next step? Where do we get the assurance that we can go on the next journey? Where do we get the assurance that we can make it to Emmaus? We only get that through Jesus Christ. Only through Jesus Christ. We get caught up in decisions that are made. We get caught up in, in what, our, what our, our family's thinking or what our friends are thinking or doing or the decisions that are being made around us. You know, when, when, when someone comes and says, you know, we're going to move. I want to hold him and say, no, you're not. We need you. We get caught up in those decisions and we get uncomfortable with the decisions that are being made, whether it's our children or whether it's our, our grandchildren or whether it's our parents or whoever it may be. We get uncomfortable with the decisions they make because we lose that blessed assurance that God has for us. Because we have to open our hearts Let him break bread with us and let us realize that Christ has been with us the whole journey. And not only there, although he has disappeared from their sight, his spirit is still with them and still present with them and he will always be present with them. We we changed the song this week and we added blessed assurance and I'm asked Rory to pull it up on the screen. Look at those words as I read them and let them sink into your heart because I'm telling you they will change your life. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Jesus is mine. He belongs to us. As we've let him break bread with us, he belongs to us. He is ours and he wants to give us the assurance that he's got everything in his hand. It may not be the decisions, the choices that we make. It may not be what we want in our life, but it's what Christ has control of. 
Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. To know that Christ has broke bread with us is just a glimpse of what we will receive when we open our hearts completely to Him and we enter into the blessedness of glory and the blessedness of His presence on this earth. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. God has purchased us with the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ. What more assurance can you have that Jesus loves you that God loves your children, that God loves your, your families, your co-workers, those that you, your heart just aches for, that God loves them. Born of His Spirit and washed in His blood that makes us clean. The blood that gives us the power to go from day to day. The blood that gives us the, the sanctification. The blood that takes us from sinner to Christian. From sinner to Jesus follower. From sinner to one that trusts and puts their entire hope in Jesus Christ and none other. Perfect submission, perfect delight. It's when we can give ourselves to Jesus and we fall on our knees and we say, okay, God, I give myself to you. It is then that the joy can be restored into our hearts. It is then that the joy can be brought back into our hearts, into our lives, because we have opened it up. When we got to Emmaus, we opened up our hearts and let him in. Visions of rapture now burst on my side. What glorious day will that be? What glorious day will that be when Jesus Christ opens up the earth and he comes back and opens up the heavens and he comes back and takes all of us with him. That's what we live our life for. That's what we go to church on Sunday for. It's that we can live and we can see the rapture that is taking place, the rapture of our hearts and souls, the rapture of those things that need to be torn out of our hearts and thrown away. They're gone. They will not be with us when we get to the, when we are in the rapture. Angels descending bring from above echoes of mercy, whispers of love. Whispers of love. A calmness, an assurance that the angels that God sends to us, that God brings to us, that it's okay. That those that we have cried night after night after night for, those that we fear that are making the wrong decisions, those that we fear that, that are in the, in, the, in the wrong path of their journey, those that we fear that God is going to do, is, is, is forsaking us and He is not letting us have the what we want. We hear His whispers of love and those fears begin to melt away. Those fears, the anguish begins to melt away. Perfect submission all is at rest. It is only in our giving ourselves totally to Jesus that we can receive rest and that assurance that God's in control, that He's got us, that we're covered in His blood. I and my Savior am happy and blessed. What does it say? I in my Savior am happy. When we're out of Christ, when we're out of, out of, out of the, the, the sanctification and the glory of Jesus Christ, when we're out of that, that's when the fear comes in and our joy is destroyed. But when we stay in Christ, when we stay in Christ, then we will be like these two on the walk to Emmaus and, and, and they have opened up their hearts and let Him in. He, they are in Him and He is in them and it is then that they see the eyes are open. They see their Lord right there in front of them. It is when we are in Christ that through all the things and all our worries and troubles that we can see the Lord right there in front of us. Next line. Next. Watching and waiting, looking above. Keep going. 
filled with his goodness. Oh. As we watch and our eyes are open and we watch and we wait for Jesus Christ. He fills us with the goodness that he has for us. And we become totally lost in his love. Totally lost. Have you ever been so much in love and you husbands, you wives, you better say yes. Have you ever been so much in love with somebody that nothing else mattered? That you were so lost in that love that your love is blind? Have you, are you in love with Jesus Christ enough that nothing else matters? That you're blinded by the love that he has for you and you have for him? Filled with his goodness. Lost in his love. Wow, what a way to be lost. What a way to be lost in the power of his love and the power of his goodness. What a way to be lost if nothing else around us matters because we are focused on the one thing. And that one thing is Jesus Christ and him alone. This is my story. This is my song. Is it your story? Is it your story that you're lost in his love? Is it your story that nothing else matters, that you put your total trust and hope in him? Is it your song that you want to sing, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine, praising my Savior all the day long? Or do we just invite him in when it's convenient for us? Do we just invite him in when everything's going good for us? Do we just invite him in whenever we need something? Or is he part of our daily lives? Is he part of our daily walk? Is he on that walk to Emmaus with us? Is he on that walk to the next village, the next place, the next journey with us? This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior. Praising my Savior all the day long. God has his hand upon us. He has his hand upon each one of you. When we look at the walk to Emmaus and we look at how, how these two men started out and they're in sadness from Jerusalem because their best buddy had been crucified three days earlier. Now their best buddy was missing from the tomb. They're afraid and they're sad. And then this old strange guy walks up and says, hey, what's going on? Are they lost in his love? Do they have that song in their heart to sing? Do they say, this is my story, this is my song? Instead, they're questioning. We don't understand what happened. We don't understand what happened. God works in mysterious ways. God brings... People into our lives that we would never, ever dream. God fills our hearts with the assurance that he wants to give us, that blessed assurance that Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Oh, man. If to experience the love of Jesus in our hearts and in our lives right now is just a part of the glimpse of what it's going to be like in heaven, then we should be excited. When we sang that song, Just a Closer Walk With Thee, we should be excited about having a closer walk with Jesus. 
We need to be excited about the love that Jesus has poured out upon us. We need to be excited about the blood that was shed that covered our sins and washed us clean. We need to be excited that there's more to come and that tomorrow is going to be a brighter and a better day. We need to be excited that we had the blessed assurance of Jesus Christ that he's got this. That he's got this. Whatever that this is in your life. He's got it, church. He's got it, folks. He's got it. I know some of you get tired of hearing about R&R and Wednesday nights, but I have got one more story to tell you, and I'll have more, but... My eyes were opened this Wednesday night. And one of the most unusual R&Rs we've ever had. The power of God being so present. People being used by God to open our eyes to Jesus Christ. People giving us an assurance through the Spirit of God that we are on the track that God has put us on. No matter what comes our way. People that don't know me, don't know you, are filled with knowledge. 